You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam. Streaming on iTunes and at Facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Now, here's today's episode. Hey everybody, welcome to episode number four of the DCAU Review. I am Cal, and as always, with me today, my brother, good friend, and co-host, Liam. Liam, welcome to episode four of the DCAU Review. I'm excited to be back. we got a good one today. Yes, indeed we do. Uh, no point in messing around. Might as well jump right into it. Uh, episode 4 of Batman the Animated Series, chronologically, uh, is The Last Laugh. So, Liam, already we are four episodes in, already our second Joker episode, uh, which is an interesting interesting uh, dynamic. Nothing nothing to that, uh-huh. other than he, I guess he's Batman's, Batman's most popular villain. Uh, but uh, yeah, we got got an interesting episode today to discuss. Uh, I'm pumped about it, William. If you don't mind uh, reminding uh, any listeners at home uh, how we how we grade our episodes and the uh, the different scoring metrics that we use in order to break down a, an episode. Absolutely. So we break it down into four main categories, each from a scale of one to ten. Uh, the main four are plot, voice acting, animation, and music. And there's also sort of a fifth phantom uh, bonus category if anything that we really liked uh, isn't covered in those four categories, we are able to give an extra point or two uh, to uh, to the episode in, in the bonus category. But yeah, those are the four main ones. Cool, yeah. I'm... Uh... As you as we mentioned, this is another Joker episode. So uh, two episodes ago, we covered Christmas with the Joker, and uh, if you guys haven't had a chance to listen to that one, you can check us out. We're on iTunes. Uh, just search the iTunes store for the DCAU review. Uh, we'd love for you to subscribe to us, give us a, a review. A five star one is certainly always welcome and appreciated. Um, but uh, we definitely would love for you to subscribe to us uh, on iTunes. Also, don't forget to check out the uh, Twitter at DCAU Review. Liam, I know you've been doing some good stuff with that. I've uh, seen you interact with a couple other different uh, DC animated podcasts and Batman Beyond podcasts. So absolutely. And uh, hello to our to our supporter Craig, uh, who just <laughs> absolutely has been nothing but our biggest cheerleader so far. So we appreciate your support, Craig. Um, we don't even pay you anything, and you, you're out there supporting us. Uh, follow him at, at Night N I T E Batman. Night Batman. He's a good Twitter follow for you too. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, like I said, we we have episode four today, another Joker episode, and this one is uh, a little bit different, I think, than than Christmas with the Joker. Yeah, it's it's a basic plot. Uh, basically, the Joker decides he wants to rob the city blind, <laughs> and how else do you do that? But if you're a Joker, you're going to use laughing gas, and you decide to incapacitate the whole city. Right. Well, Callum, how, do, how in the world are you going to dose the entire city in laughing gas? I mean, to me, only one way comes to mind, and that is creating... First of all, you have to get yourself a submarine. And that sub, said submarine must have a smile. The submarine must be smiling <laughs> in and of itself. Then what you do is, on top of that submarine, you some, somehow attach this floating trash... Uh, garbage Garbage scowl. Uh, that uh, you then hose down with laughing gas and drive around the city so that said gas permeates through each and every neighborhood, rendering your victims 
completely and totally helpless as you as they double over with laughter and you <laughs> empty out their pockets and just uh, man, it's, it's it's a foolproof plan. I mean, it's a tale as old as time. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you heard like, all right, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over the city. I'm gonna rob all of the all of the stores, but. Every time you hear that, it's a goofy plan. I mean, this <laughs> this plan was clearly well thought out. Of course. Uh, we, we were joking as we were watching this episode, and, and this is the first episode we've kind of got to watch together in person, uh, which was a cool experience. Uh, but uh, that we were joking at the amount of money that Joker has spent <laughs> Uh, on on various items in this episode, whether it's your smiling submarine, uh, whether it's your garbage scowl over some of the there's other like, things. There's like a hydraulic lift that allows them to come up from the submarine <laughs> out of the garbage scowl. It's like a, there's like a hidden entrance that goes down <laughs> that lets you go through the garbage scowl to get down to the submarine. He, he, there's a hole for the periscope to go up oh, through absolutely. the garbage. There's an automatic ramp that also, as soon as that hydraulic lift comes out, goes and off of the garbage we'll scowl. We'll also get to it, but they also have a sentient robot <laughs> just working the crew. Just working for the crew. So Joker, uh, Joker spent uh, spent a lot of money. So anyone that's listened to Batman or has watched Batman the Animated Series know there's a pretty famous episode later on where Joker runs into some money troubles, and it's, it's like, yeah, he should have spent maybe a few hundred thousand less on that hydraulic lift and maybe hired himself an accountant. I don't know. Uh, probably would have been a worthwhile investment, if I had to say so. Uh, but yeah, with that said, uh, it's a fun episode. Um, I, you know, I, I, looking at this, I, I think uh, you and I have probably quoted this this episode. The the you killed Captain Clown line <laughs> is is legendary in our household, at Absolutely. least. Absolutely. Uh, you killed Captain Clown. You killed Captain Clown. So, uh, yeah, it's a fun episode, uh, but why don't we jump right in? Uh, we'll start with the uh, the plot. We kind of already covered a little bit of the plot, what the plot itself uh, is. Uh, was there anything that stood out that you that you liked, that you didn't like, and uh, what was your overall score for it? Yeah, I, I, it's, like I said, I mean, the basics, when you take out the, the methods with which the Joker executes his plan, you know, he's just a bad guy who's looking to rob the city, you right. know, hold the city for I guess not hold the city for ransom but incapacitate all the cops all the anyone that could stop him and uh you know and and just you know he he wants money and jewels and, and <laughs> electronics and and all that and obviously he has a large budget so he needs to supplement he needs some supplementary income um but uh yeah there's I mean there's a lot of cute there is one cute little bit at the beginning where they they show Bruce Wayne shaving and showering. Yeah. And uh it's kind of weird, but then they flash to the first time we see Joker. He's in his submarine and he is also at a mirror <laughs> applying some sort of makeup and and cologne and so it's, it's sort of they're sort of showing Joker's morning routine to go along with Batman's. It's it's just a quirky little bit that I don't I don't really think I've ever seen that anywhere else in yeah a comic book or another cartoon or a movie or anything. So it's, it's, that's, uh, that was, that stood out to me as pretty unique. Yeah. That I, I thought that was pretty, pretty funny too. I, I never thought of that. I, I, in fact, when that first scene comes on where Bruce is shaving in, in the bathroom, I'm like, why is there a shower <laughs> scene with Bruce yes. Wayne here? Uh, but it really, it's, it's a cool little, you know, it, it, 
odd couple-ish type yeah. co- a compare and contrast between who Bruce is and who or who Batman is and, and who the Joker is. Um, my one complaint about the plot, and we talked about this in Christmas with the Joker, but uh, it appears that the Joker, all this time we've been thinking that the Joker's greatest foe is Batman, right? Correct. But in fact, we learned in Christmas with the Joker and then again in this episode that truly it's gravity and maybe his <laughs> equilibrium a little bit that is his greatest foe because Batman doesn't have to throw a punch to defeat him again. He runs away from Batman, trips again, and gets tangled up in a rope at the very end of the episode. Batman doesn't have to throw a punch at him. He doesn't have to throw a batarang to hit him in the face or knock him out. He doesn't have to tie him up. He does it himself. He's a buffoon. A little bit. Yeah, there's... That's a very... And I think you mentioned this. It's a very Super Friends way of of wrapping up the villain. It's, uh... Yeah, again, there... I mean, the, and the deal was, it, you know, maybe if that's a little inside, it's like it when Super Friends was on the air, they weren't allowed to show superheroes punching supervillains. Right. Yeah, any sort of, uh... Cartoon violence yeah, is not right. allowed. Any, anything that a child could potentially replicate on their little brother right. or on their friends at school was seen as, you know, you can't possibly show somebody punching somebody else, uh, even though it's, you know, a man in a bat suit punching a clown. But it's, A drawing. A right, drawing. a drawing of that <laughs> happening. But it's, you know, that's just how the, that's how the world worked at the time. Right. So whereas in Batman, and obviously as we go, go on, you'll see plenty of him actually getting into, you know, hand-to-hand combat with plenty of people. But yes, these early episodes, and maybe that's still uh, in the feel, they're still in the feeling out process by what they could get away with. As far as, uh, you know, there's there's been books and, and interviews done with Bruce Tim and other people, Eric Radovsky have talked about, you know, having this line cut or this punch cut because it was too violent or... So I'm sure that stuff came up, and so maybe sure. they just figured if we can find a way to resolve the episode without without Batman just having to punch a guy in the face, let's do it that way. Right. So I mean, and it is a lighthearted enough episode that True. it's not the end of the world. But the fact that, as you mentioned, and especially since we've been watching these in in the in the order they were produced, we just saw a Joker episode recently. Where he slips on it was a roller skate. He skipped on a roller skate and, and falls, and Batman catches him. And then now here we are, <laughs> uh, two episodes later, and and we're seeing you know a very similar scenario. It, it is just funniest. Joker's greatest enemy is in fact gravity, <laughs> and apparently I'm just not looking where he's going. Yeah, clearly, what a buffoon. <laughs> uh, on the other side, on the flip side of that, a ton of violence shown against Captain Clown. <laughs> Uh, we won't we won't go into depth on that, but there's a, a lot of fun violence yes. shown beating up beating up this helpless robot. They, they definitely took advantage of anything where you can smash a guy in the head where he won't have to bleed <laughs> or or you don't have to show any cuts or abrasions. You can just uh, you can just smash up any robots. I just love the the way of thinking that a child wouldn't wouldn't then attempt to take a long like Batman takes this long metal pole and just. <laughs> bashes Captain Clown in the head over and over and over again. So much that he knocks his face off. But no, a child wouldn't replicate that because it's a robot. They understand that. (laughs) Um, So I I gave the plot a 5 out of 10. What did you give it? Uh, Same, actually, for me. Yeah, it's 
Uh, and five out of ten. That, that, I mean, it's if you were if this were school and you were grading, I know five out of ten sounds like an F. Mm-hmm. That's not really. I don't think what either of us are saying. It's no. just it means more. It's just middle of the road. Yep. Like I said, it's if you take out the sort of wacky methods, it's just criminal tries to rob the city. Batman comes and stops him. Yeah. It's basic. It's fine. Uh, but it's sort of the the music between the notes, so to speak, that that uh, that kind of adds the hilarity and some of the silliness to it. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, and and that's an excellent segue because now we get to come and talk about my favorite part of the episode, which has to be the music. And uh, as you can hear, some of the music coming in now. Um, this to me is probably uh, other than the Joker's main theme, maybe Batman's main theme. This is the episode that sticks out to me for having the best music. The music in this episode makes this episode for me. If, if you didn't have the, the, the very opening scene and the, the heavy bass coming in and you have that the, the strings or whatever that is, the horns, I don't even know what it is, mm-hmm. but coming in with that theme, the theme that kind of goes throughout the episode while they're, they're you know, pulling the heist and knocking over jewelry stores and then later as they're trying to gas down the the garbage thing again and like it's the theme of the episode and I don't know why they chose that. Like it doesn't it doesn't necessarily ring true to, to anything other than they just decided to use this music piece for this episode and to me it is the best. This is the epitome of music in this. This is like the pinnacle of music in in Batman here. Like I, it's going to be hard for me to top this. I I gave music in this episode ten out of ten. That's wow, our first perfect, or my first perfect score. I think I don't think you have a perfect score yet either. But I believe I gave uh, actually I gave the music in our last episode. 10 there out you go, 10, ten out of ten. So, so I, it's funny that music has been the only thing thus far yeah. that has gotten a perfect score. Uh, out out of uh, these four episodes that we've done done yeah. reviews over, but and, what what did you think? I, yeah, I think we mentioned this on maybe on our first show. To me, music as well as obviously the animation is what set this apart from every other '90s superhero cartoon, from yeah. the Iron Mans mm-hmm. and Spider Mans. And even or the older Hanna Barbera cartoon, where that stuff was more an afterthought, right? It was, and it was, not that you know, not that there aren't cool moments or cool themes or even you know, or cool episodes of those shows, but uh, I mean, consistently the music. Obviously, we see now in back-to-back episodes where the music has just really carried the tone. Yep. And there's there's a great scene towards the end when Batman chases the Joker into the into the plant where they burn all of the garbage mm-hmm. and. It's like they flash, they're on a conveyor belt, and they flash to Batman, and sort of the classic, the Danny Elfman Batman theme is playing, and then it flashes Joker, and the Joker theme is playing, yeah. and he's sitting there, like, with his hand, with his <laughs> head in his hands, smiling, yep. looking, looking all cute as Batman, and his theme's playing, and then it flashes back to Batman, and the Danny Elfman theme picks back up, and they just go back and forth, and in the middle, you hear that, sort of the main theme that we hear throughout the show, of the really great drums and as you mentioned the bass really comes in in the middle yep. and uh, yeah it's great uh, so I gave music on this one a 9 out of 10 nine so out I, ten. I, I pretty close I, on that yeah I, I dug it a lot like I said I, I prefer obviously I prefer the music a little bit more in, in our last episode Nothing to Fear but yeah, absolutely. It's it's a great thing, and I think we're going to be talking about the music a lot, especially in these early episodes. And to me, that's that's cool. That's uh, like we said, what carries carries this was makes this relevant today. While some of the um, 
you know, some of the plot points or some of the things you look at the back computer. I think that, I think it's in this episode, there was a, you know, he, he uses something printed out of the computer and it's on the old timey, like <laughs> green and white paper with yes. the little dots on the side that you have to pull off the perforated paper. Yes. It's like, oh, well, Batman's technology doesn't hold up, but the music and the, you know, the plots and the overarching themes in, in a lot of these episodes holds up. So yeah, that was to me that that made this episode what it is. So uh, so far we had uh, I had plot five out of ten. You had plot five out of ten. Five out of ten. Also, I had music ten out of ten. You had music nine out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, so why don't we move on to animation? Uh, any thoughts on animation from this episode? Yeah, it's it's a little bit inconsistent. There's uh, there's some nice, really nice scenes. I'm going to mention it not every episode. There's some really nice stuff with Batman's cape. <laughs> Because that's such a... Hashtag cape movement. Yes. Hashtag cape movement. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, and it's, again, that's something where if you read read a lot of comics, there's certain artists, Todd McFarlane, who, like, the cape is giant and it's sweeping around him and, you know, when the wind blows and you see all these cool shots and there's there's some cool stuff with that. Uh, The, the, a lot of the, the, when he fights Joker's thugs and especially Captain Clown, I think that's animated pretty well. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, it's not stellar. It didn't stick out to me the way something like Nothing to Fear did. Sure. Or you had some really stuff. Was there better cape movement in this episode, Ooh. though, or in Nothing to I, Fear? Probably Nothing to Fear. Nothing to Fear. that had the, the blimp scene, so there's <laughs> more chances. There's more wind. He's a little higher up in the air. So we might have to wind. create a subcategory of cape movement <laughs> for might, a cape movement score. That might be the score. sixth category. There's, there's our four main, our bonus <laughs> category, and our sixth category. Cape The movement. LCM. <laughs> The cape movement, but uh, no. So yeah, I, I I had animation at six out of ten here. Um, six out of 10. Not not super stellar. It's mm-hmm. not. I wouldn't put it up there with like the top episodes of the series. Sure. But there wasn't a lot that stuck out to me. I thought Joker was a lot more consistently animated in Certainly. this one. Yeah. Than in Christmas with the Joker. I would definitely. Agree. Um. So the designs were all were all there. Definitely. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought there were a couple cool cool nifty things. I promised you I wasn't going to talk ten minutes about the opening Bruce Wayne shower scene, <laughs> uh, just for awkward sake. Uh, but uh, there were, you know, w- water is not an easy thing to to animate, True. and uh, I thought that was that was done pretty well. It's an interesting scene that you start mm-hmm. off with, like we talked about the dynamic between him and him and Joker. Uh, there's also another water scene later on where the Batboat makes its uh, animated debut. Yes. And uh, we were talking about this while we were watching the episode. The, the, the Batboat itself is kind of kind of an odd design choice. It's kind of shaped like a swordfish um, or, you know, like some sort of torpedo type thing. It's not yeah. really a boat as much as it is like a submarine that also rides on the surface. Like, I, I don't know how to describe it. Um, but there's a there's a cool scene where the bat boat first makes its debut, and you see it, you know, flying through the the Gotham Harbor or wherever they are. Uh, that that I thought was animated really really well. Um, I thought there were some inconsistencies. My big thing with animation uh, that takes me out of it sometimes is just proportion things. We talked about that in the Christmas yeah. with the Joker episode. In this, there were a few proportion issues. In one in in one a, a scene, Captain Clown, you know, looks huge, like he's towering over Batman. In the next scene, they're kind of equal height. 
Um, that's kind of nitpicking. Um, I thought the Joker's look was a lot more consistent in this episode. There is yeah. kind of that one scene we talked about while we were watching it where you can kind of see the those big black circles develop around his eyes. But it was only in one scene. He kind of had a, a fairly consistent look throughout. Um, I thought his, his, his lackeys were a little goofy looking without <laughs> their masks on. Um, and uh, they actually kind of resemble I, – I don't know who they – I think they're supposed to resemble real-life people. But I, I cannot for the life of me put up my finger on who they're supposed to resemble. So <laughs> if any listener out there knows who they look like or you know if, it, if it's one of the producers or, or something, uh, go ahead and tweet it at us uh, at DCAU Review or, or leave us a, a comment. But um, those guys kind of looked – like they might have been caricatures of a real life person, um, but overall, I think that the the animation was fine. I think it was uh, some, there was some tough stuff. Uh, one of my favorite animated scenes was that same scene that you talked about, where they're on the conveyor belt headed towards the, the yeah. trash burning. The the flashback between Batman and Joker, and Joker sitting there when he's sitting there looking at Batman, and you kind of see the shadows from the yeah. grates go over his face. I thought that was fantastic. Um, I mean, talk about things that aren't necessarily easy. They didn't have to do that. Like they didn't right. have to, They did not have to animate it that way. They could have taken a very easy way out uh, to animate it. But uh, so with that, all that taken into consideration, I gave it a seven out of ten for animation. So you gave it a six out of ten. Yes, I did. And I gave it a seven out of ten. Okay. All right. So we're coming into our last uh, category here, and that would be voice acting. Um, and uh, I know you are as excited as anybody uh, for the arrival of real Alfred. Absolutely. E- Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. makes his debut here. And, and thank God, not a moment too soon. <laughs> uh, although we did we did give props to Earl Bowen on his performance in Nothing to Fear. He did have a nice moment there. But uh, this is Alfred. This is, this no is long, hashtag my Alfred. This is hashtag my Alfred, right. Um, this is the voice that you hear, that I hear in my head when I think of Alfred for the most part. And, uh, so that, yeah, that was refreshing. He gets, he gets to be sort of a comedic player in this episode and it's not sort of the droll, uh, like the Jeremy Irons Alfred in the the Batman versus (laughs) Superman movie or in Justice League where he's just sort of, you know, snarky. He gets to be, you know, he, he writes, he does an eight, he pranks Batman. (laughs) Uh, at the start of the episode. Because it's April Fool's right, Day. Right, it's April Fool's Day, um, as we didn't mention that. Yeah. Um, and uh, and then he sort of he has a scene where he's exposed to the laughing gas, and he just goes crazy and starts breaking things. And... Alfred! <laughs> just a little... Spring cleaning, sir. <laughs> it's and again, it's a little bit of character work where we've we've started to see Bruce and Alfred's relationship in a way they didn't really explore in the first couple episodes. Certainly, um, where you see more of a, a they're sort of willing to rib each other a little bit and kind of poke each other, and that you can see that it's a, a familial relationship that Certainly. it's not. Alfred doesn't just work for the guy, right? You know, like right, they're family. He cares, right? Exactly. He cares about him. He, you know, they'll they'll poke fun at each other. They'll they'll sort of laugh at each other's expense to an extent. And uh, so, uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. Uh, Mark Hamill. It felt like he found his footing a little bit more. Certainly. Than in, I mean, again, Christmas with the Joker. This is only his his second time, and 
as we mentioned, uh, he was re-recording lines for these first few episodes. They had a different voice for the Joker originally. Right. So I'm sure it was also probably a time constraint thing to get his voice done for so they could get these episodes to air. Right. But uh, so I thought, yeah, I thought he was a, a more consistent. And I, I mentioned this and we talked about it while we were watching the episode. There are no two Joker laughs in this episode that sound exactly the same to me. Which is cool. <laughs> and again, that's something I've heard Mark Hamill say, and it's something if you read comic books, uh, Joker's laugh is never written the same way. It's never. Mm-hmm. It's not just ha ha ha. There's ho hos and he he's, and it's it's very it's different. Depending on the mood, it can be a little more sinister, a little right. more evil sounding. It can be full of joy if he's laughing because he just dumped garbage on Batman's head right. and he smells bad now. Like right. it's it's a different type of laugh for a different occasion. So it wasn't just a, he didn't just have like a stock Joker laugh that something like. Maybe something like the Cesar Romero from the Adam West show or right. or something like that sort of had, you know, kind of one laugh. Not that that's a bad laugh or anything, but it's, it's he kind of just had the one. Right. And here you see a guy who's just constantly evolving and changing the way he plays the role and yep. and uh, sort of depending on, on the situation. And yeah. you can tell that that's, that's part of who Mark Hamill is and how he takes his craft as an actor seriously, Certainly. which again, for a children's cartoon in the nineties <laughs> was somewhat rare yeah. uh, in the voice acting. So yeah, Mark Hamill is really comes into his own here. So uh, yeah, I gave voice acting seven out of 10 awesome. uh, on this episode for that. And, okay. And for hashtag my Alfred and for hashtag your Alfred. But uh, what about you? <laughs> uh, I gave, uh, I gave voice acting six out of 10. Um, I think, uh, Alfred, uh, just as we talked about Joker, you know, Mark Hamill trying to find his footing a little bit. I, I, I am thrilled to have real Alfred, uh, <laughs> hashtag our Alfred, hashtag my Alfred, uh, officially on board here. Uh, but I felt like eh, some of his, some of his lines at the end of the episode were delivered a little, you know, weekly and, uh, you know, that's, sure. that's nitpicking. Um, Batman fine in this episode, you know, there's one scene where he's talking to himself that you're just like, well, why is he talking to himself other than to narrate for the fourth, you know, people that are for the fourth wall. Yes. Um, and, uh, agree with you. Joker is fantastic in this episode. He had a lot of, a lot of great one liners, uh, more smiles per gallon, <laughs> uh, talk about a sidewalk sale as they're, they're taking money out of people's, people's pockets uh, as they walk through the city. The only thing going up are the laughing stocks, which <laughs> was a great part because then I never noticed they cut to the, the henchmen who are standing right in front of him after he tells this joke, and they both roll their <laughs> eyes at him. Like, yes, they have their backs <laughs> turned to him, so he's he's laughing up a storm. He's LMAOing, and and the, yeah, the two thugs are just, ugh. <laughs> That's uh, great. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. So uh, overall, nothing, nothing terrible. Mark Hamill carries the episode. He's he's tremendous in this episode. Um, the you killed Captain Clown line, <laughs> as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, is fantastic. When Batman tells tells a joke at the end of the yes. episode, and he goes, "That's a joke, right?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, he starts laughing because mm-hmm. Batman finally told a joke, but at the same time, he's slipping this razor sharp card out mm-hmm. of his out of his sleeve to hurl at Batman. That that I thought was great. Clean up your act, Joker. Oh, that's a joke, right? Batman finally told a joke. <laughs> um. 
So, yeah, I ended up giving it a 6 out of 10. So uh, my overall score for this episode, totaling it up, came out. Oh, but I did give. I for, almost Ooh. forgot. I have a bonus point here okay. for Alfred joining, real Alfred joining <laughs> the team. So Ephraim Zemblis Jr. gives this extra point. So uh, that took my score of 28 out of 40 up to 29 out of 40 total for this episode. Yeah, and my total is 27 out of 40. So, yeah, yeah. A, a pretty strong episode. And again, we and we sort of talked about this. Uh, you know, not the the grades aren't always going to tell the whole story. I mean, I adore this episode. Yep. Uh, when you hold it up to that critical lens and you're a little more honest, I think uh, you can say, "Oh, maybe it's you know this wasn't quite as good, or this isn't as well made as something uh, else." But uh, like comparing this to something like On Leather Wing, it's not that that was a bad episode, but I would watch. I probably like if I'm going back in my leisure time to just watch Batman the Animated Series, I'll watch The Last Laugh probably ten times before I would go back and watch On Leather Wings. Agreed. Or uh, or something like that again. So. Yeah, you have to, you look at it as a whole. I mean, we, we talk about it. That's why we give our individual grades. You know, we break it down. This plot, five out of ten, we gave that better than the plot of Return, you know, of uh, Christmas with the Joker. We gave yeah. that better than, uh, may have given that similar or better than the plot for On Leather Wings. Um, but then last week's episode, the plot was much, much stronger. Sure. But there may have been some things in that episode that we didn't like, whether it's voice acting or animation. So it, it kind of, it's it's nice to be able to kind of put these all together and give it an overall score. But like you said, there are some things um, that will carry the episode. For me, this episode would have ranked a lot lower if it wasn't for that music. Oh, absolutely. The, the music sure. makes this episode, like I said. And uh, if not, I think I think we would have ended up with a whole different story. Absolutely. All right. Uh, so with that, we appreciate you guys tuning in and listening. Uh, as we said, please do us a favor. Give us a follow on Twitter at DCAU Review. Uh, go ahead and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, just search for DCAU Review on the iTunes store. Please leave us a five-star review. It helps us out immensely. Uh, and also, don't forget to like us on Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash DCAU Review. Or you can just use the search bar. Search for DCAU Review. Uh, With that said, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will see you guys on next week's episode. Bye-bye.